If you are new to the baby world, you may be wondering why the heck do babies need all this stuff for sleep? Can't they just lay down on a mattress and go to bed? Well, partly yes, partly no, but in this episode, we're gonna talk about the sleep sacks. Consider this your ultimate guide to understanding what are sleep sacks, how do I pick the right one, and can my baby sleep without one? We're gonna go through everything you need to know in this episode. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem-solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com slash shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. If you have a baby who is not sleeping through the night and you are simply frustrated that no matter what sleep sack you try, no matter what time you feed them, no matter what the lighting situation was or what the scent was in the diffuser, they just won't sleep. I have a free course that I want to share with you. It's going to walk you through my four steps to solve night wakings. And this will give you my exact step-by-step ways on how I teach the framework of baby sleep. And it is yours for free. You can get all of the videos and this free course right now at littlezsleep.com slash four steps. This is four steps to solve your baby's night wakings. And it's a free course ready for you now. Check the link below or head to littlezsleep.com slash four. That's the number four steps. So perhaps you are holding a newborn and they're swaddled so perfectly, or you have a baby and they're in a sleep sack, but you're wondering, do I really need this thing? Y'all today, we're going to talk about sleep sacks. And I want to be perfectly honest with you that I am a minimalist when it comes to baby products and baby gear. In fact, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Ellie, I literally Googled minimalist baby registry because I was certain that I was not going to have a daycare in my living room. And now while that did kind of happen, you do, you will end up with the paraphernalia all over your living room. The thing is, your baby doesn't need all the things and all the sleep paraphernalia that can be out there. In fact, I am a super traditionalist when it comes to setting your baby's room up. That's a completely different topic, and we can talk about nursery setup, but I love a good white noise machine. I love a good safe crib setup, and having a dark sleep space with a sleep sack, oh, it's all you need. So we're going to talk today about sleep sacks. Um, This honestly was something that I didn't ever hear about until I had a baby. Now, I don't know why you would hear about it unless you had kids, but sleep sacks were one of those mysterious products that I kept thinking like, do I really need this? I'll also set the stage for you that at the time when I had my first daughter, we lived in Louisiana. So it was pretty much warm or hot all year long. And I thought there's no way that my kid needs a wearable blanket in our house. Obviously we had air conditioning. But the other part of my daughter's room was she had a gigantic window. I'm talking floor to ceiling window. It was this like large decorative window that was beautiful when we bought the house. I never thought about the fact that when I had a kid, it would be harder to keep control of the air conditioning or the lightness and the brightness of the room. But here we are. So here I am with my first baby. She is living in a very warm climate and there's a very large window that just 
bakes her room all day long. So did I really need a sleep sack? The answer is yes, but what I found out was that I needed a sleep sack that had a thinner fabric, had a lighter fabric. So in this episode, we're going to talk about TOG. That stands for the thermal overall grade. Every sleep sack is rated on a TOG rating, and you will need to know that to understand what kind of sleep sack your baby needs based off of the weather or where you live. We're going to talk about when you go into the sleep sack and then when you could get out of the sleep sack. So everything, again, this is like your ultimate guide when it comes to understanding sleep sacks. Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. Thermal overall grade. This is TOG, T-O-G, thermal overall grade. This is what people use as the unit of measurement, okay? This is talking about the insulation and the warmth of sleepwear, really bedding as well, but also sleep sacks. Basically, when you are looking at a TOG chart, the thermal overall grade, the lower the rating, the lower the number, the lighter the fabric is. The higher the number, the higher the TOG, the more insulated, the more padded it is. So lower number, lighter fabric. Higher number, thicker, insulated, padded fabric, okay? So when it comes to understanding what TOG you need, a lot of this times it depends on what environment do you live in. You could live in a climate or your home could be a cool 70 degrees each night. But if your home is drafty and there the windows just leak a little bit or the house doesn't hold the temperature as well, you need to understand, is it warmer or cooler? And so what kind of sleep sack, what kind of tog does my baby need? I really can't give you a standard like, oh, here's exactly what you know you should go with. This does depend on your climate. And because this is a global podcast, I don't know what your specific rating is or what you should look for, but I can point you in direction of some tog ratings. And I'll put those in the show notes for you. So you can look at a chart, but basically what we're trying to look at here is the temperature, the climate. This relates to the thickness of your child's sleep sack. For myself, I typically used muslin or light cotton sleep sacks because we lived in a warmer climate. And to be perfectly honest, I did not use sleep sacks for very long. And it's because, like I said, I'm a kind of a minimalist. I stopped buying sleep sacks at six months old, but a lot of people keep them up into the toddler years. So once you understand the thickness or the thinness of the sleep sack that your baby needs, then we can look at what kind of sleep sack and what size to get. So when you're looking at the wild world of sleep sacks, there are some brands out there like Wolino 
These are expensive. They're about $100 per sleep sack. However, they are sleep sacks that grow with the child. So you can have them from four months old and you can have them all the way up till over a year old. So you don't have to keep buying the next size and the next size as your baby grows. So that is definitely one option is to find a sleep sack like the Wolino that you can use and keep for a long time. Or if you are looking for a specific brand, like let's say the Halo sleep sack, then some of these will be, yes, um, based off of the age and the size that your child is. I actually really like the options like the Halo that has a built-in swaddle that you can then transition out with the arms out. Again, gives you two products in one. You will swaddle your baby and then around eight to 12 weeks, you'll transition them out. And so instead of having a bunch of swaddles and then going out to buy more sleep sacks, you could use a combined swaddle and sleep sack. And there's a lot of options to that. By the way, I'm including my Amazon affiliate store here. So you can check out all the sleep sacks that the Little Z's team recommends. So you can shop all of our Amazon affiliate links for the sleep sacks that we mentioned in this episode. When you look at a sleep sack, you may be like, I don't understand why I can't just give them a blanket. And this is because babies under 12 months old, it's not safe for them to have any loose items in their crib. So the reason that we offer a sleep sack or a wearable blanket, sometimes they're called, is because it is a blanket, but it's not unsafe. It is not something that you would need to worry that it would get over their face. It's not possible. So it keeps them warm. It keeps them comfortable. It keeps them cozy in their crib, but you do not need to worry about a loose item coming on top of their face and obstructing their air. Around 12 months old, you can introduce a lovey or a stuffed animal for your baby, but still they can't really use a blanket to manipulate it. You could offer them a small blanket, especially if they like to suck on it. That can be soothing for some kids. But even toddlers, the reason that you will see extra large sleep sacks and the reason that I have a whole blog dedicated to toddler sized sleep sacks is because your toddler cannot keep a blanket on them. I know that if you have a baby, you're thinking like, oh, maybe my three-year-old finally, when they have a big kid bed, they'll be able to have nice blankets and all these wonderful things. But sometimes those kids still can't keep a blanket on them. So yes, I mentioned three years old, they're moving to a big kid bed. To me, that's an opportune time to get out of the sleep sack and use blankets. No, they're not going to be able to fully understand how to keep a blanket on them all night, but they'll learn. They have to figure it out at some point. So for the first three years of your baby's life, this is how long you could use a sleep sack for. The first two months, they'll be swaddled. And then beyond that, they can use a sleep sack to keep them comfortable, to keep them cozy in their crib. And then when it's time to move to a big kid bed at three years old, this is when you can go ahead and transition out of the sleep sack and into, hey, let's have covers. Here's your blanket or here's your quilt, whatever kind of bed setup you'd like to choose for them. One of the reasons I also love sleep sacks is for kids who nap at daycare or at someone else's home and it's not their nursery environment during the day, a sleep sack is an amazing cue for sleep. Now, this can really be for anywhere, even at home, but if your child is napping at daycare, you can ask the daycare teachers to bring a sleep sack and ask them to zip your baby up in a sleep sack for their nap. Or if they're a toddler, could they you know, bring a sleep sack to daycare? Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't if they're on a cot. 
but there's no reason you could just ask. The worst I could say is no, and then you could have them bring a little lovey. However, for my babies, a lot of the times when we are at daycare, their naps are short. It's because of the environment, right? Like it's bright, it's loud, everyone naps at different times. So it's not the ideal environment for sleep, but babies are smart and they do adapt. However, that little like zip when you're zipping up the sleep sack, it's such a powerful cue. So many families have told me that as they're zipping their baby up, they start to yawn or start to rub their eyes. And it's just this, it's like this cue. Pavlov's theory, right? Like you hear the sound or something happens and you know we're about to go to bed. And so having a sleep sack for a baby who is in daycare, I like this opportunity to create a routine and to create a cue for them that once you're zipped up, now it's time for sleep. So that's a minor reason, but for a daycare family who is struggling with having their baby nap, that could be a game changer for you. So if you've ditched the sleep sack And if you're a daycare family struggling with short naps, you may want to consider bringing it back and using one for daycare and one for the house so that your baby can understand that that motion of being zipped up means that it's sleepy time. Another reason that I love sleep sacks is that it can help prevent your child from climbing out of the crib. I can't guarantee this, y'all. There's a lot of ways that we can help them stay in their crib and not climb out. But if you have a child wearing a sleep sack, sometimes they cannot lift their legs up and over the crib rails. And so that's huge to be able to help them to stay in the crib. If they are getting smart and clever and they're unzipping themselves out, maybe taking their diaper off. It's becoming a whole thing. All you need to do is put the sleep sack on backwards. Then they can't unzip themselves. So another reason to love the sleep sack is it helps keep your baby contained. They help stay in that crib. And if they have been taking all their clothes off, taking their diaper off and making a mess during nap time, now they can't unzip it because the zipper's in the back. I hope that this blog, I hope that this podcast was helpful for you. I know this is something that I desperately needed when I had our first baby. And I was like, why are there sleep sacks everywhere? I don't know what this is. So I hope this was just super helpful for you. If you have a friend who is expecting, would you forward them this podcast? Not only does it help to just spread the word that, Hey, this is a great podcast that helps prepare you for when you become a parent, but it's also going to serve the mission that as parents, we don't have to be sleep deprived. So go ahead and share this episode, this podcast with a friend that is expecting maybe their first or their fifth kid. And I am so grateful for you being here each and every week. Again, if you have a baby who is not sleeping through the night and you are desperate to get some sleep, guess what? We have a free course waiting for you. It's four steps to solve your baby's night wakings. Head to littlezsleep.com slash four steps, or just click the link below. And I'm going to send you a free course. This free course is stacked with videos and messages from me to help you make sleep a thing and give you the four steps that I want you to know that can help your baby sleep better tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Sweet dreams. See you next time.